What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're watching us here on YouTube or listening to the audio version at talktalkpunch.com or wherever you get your podcast, mm -hmm. please consider subscribing. Make sure you come back here every Wednesday at noon to see what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic, we are talking the top 10 favorite moms from movies and TV. I am Brody Hanson. Catchy title, bro. Just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> I am Brody Hanson, joined as always by Charlie Hickman. Yes, yes. I know last week we said top 10 movie moms. And then as the week went by and we were both building the list, we said, let's expand it to TV. Because this list is hard to do. I had a hard time with this list. Boy, howdy. Let me tell you, it was difficult. How, well, let's, <laughs> how'd you feel about this list, Charlie? Well, for, uh, first of all, I just like to extend a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, this is this is going to debut after Mother's Day. I hope you had a very special one. Uh, did you have a nice Mother's Day uh, for for? Did you do something special for for your wife? We did. We, we went uh, on we went on some... a hike with the kids. Oh, very nice. And then uh, they watched a movie, and I made dinner and made dessert. It was very nice. How about you? Uh, yeah, we had a we had a nice relaxing day. Uh, Amy had said that for uh, for Mother's Day she just wanted to sleep in and relax, and so uh, we made sure that that happened. Nice. I did make her breakfast in bed. I also tracked down her favorite book that she had. Uh, so I got her first edition, and I got every English teacher she'd ever had in her life to autograph it and write a little passage of inspiration on it. Uh, they sent that out. There was that was a nice gift. Uh, followed by a string quartet in her bedroom once she was awake. And then we, we, we nice lunch I made from scratch, uh, you know, a very elaborate meal uh, without any assistance and uh, really spent the day just pampering her, uh, buying her gifts, diamonds, jewels, just oh. what a wonderful day. What a wonderful Mother's Day. There you go. Uh, that's how we do it out here. But yeah, she got to sleep in, so that was good. <laughs> yep, it was good, it was good. So I hope you all had a good Mother's Day. Uh, this was supposed Definitely. to come out last week, but as we said last week, yeah. HBO changed the Mortal Kombat schedule. So, yeah. You know. And maybe look, maybe you're watching this and you and you forgot to get your mom something from Mother's Day. This this is the gift. Sit down with your mom and you watch this list together. Absolutely. Together, that's Absolutely. the gift. And then, as I said in the intro, we do have the audio podcast now. I know Charlie and I do tend to uh, talk. For a while. Hey. Sometimes people don't want to sit on YouTube that whole time. So now you can download Fair. it in audio form from wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, there's a bunch out there. Just yep. wherever you get your podcast, you can probably find us at Talk Talk Punch. And you can get this. So that's great. Let's dive in. But right now we're talking moms. How about the moms? Movies moms. And TV moms. Now, Charlie, how did you build this list? Did you have a criteria you were looking for? How, how did this, how did you do this? I'm glad you asked. To, to, to make my life easier, because this is a tough list to say, okay, over the course of your life, who are your favorite moms that have ever been in any TV show or movie? That's a, that's a huge amount of material to choose from. Yes. So my 10 through 6 are moms from movies or TV shows that are in the 1990s or earlier. And wow. then my five to one are moms that have been in television shows or movies from the 2000s and on to the present. And okay. so I kind of sectioned it into two, kind of like two life stages for me. 
So some of the moms I grew up watching and then some of the moms that I have now enjoyed spending some time with as an adult. That's very structured. I was not that structured. Thank you. I just <laughs> thought of, really, for me, nine out of the 10 are like kick butt moms, right? Like they're moms nice. that just kick butt. And when you cheer for them, when they come out and they do something awesome and you're like, yeah, that's an awesome mom. That's my list. I will say that, so before uh, these these podcasts together, Brody and I send our lists to Amy so she can uh, organize them and put the, the photos into the slideshow. Her response to my list was weird, but okay. So. <laughs> All right. I'm we, really, I'm we really have curious. that to look forward to. I, I, do you think we'll have any crossovers? I do. I think we'll have at least one or two. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if she meant that my list was weird or that the photos I chose to represent my list were weird or both, but we'll find out later. But she, either way, weird. She usually comments on the photos. She's always like, Charlie picks really weird pictures. Nor normally, we, <laughs> normally we have posters up and she says, Charlie picks the really weird posters. So, oh, I never pick posters. Get to get out of here with this posters nonsense. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick the essence of it and then represent. All right, oh, let's go, Brody. What's let's, number ten? Let's, let's do get this. Let's right into it. Let's get right into it. All righty. So number ten, I believe I go first as usual. That's just because how the slideshow is set up. It's not favoritism at all. My number ten. Mm -hmm. This is always exciting because I always get to remember my list. I remember my top ten though, or my number ten. No, that's not the right one. That was the that was the wrong button to press. Oh, there she is, Mallory Archer. Now she will be making an appearance on my list. Do you want to wait and talk about her later? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about her later then. All right. Crossover. Crossover. So. Well, that was easy. She's great though. All right. She's great. Super she fun. Great. She's the one that's less kick butt. She's just. What? She's, she's just funny. You need to you need to watch more Archer well, because I think you're behind because she okay she kicks butt. She does kick butt, but she's also no. really funny. She was more on the funny side. She is very funny. All right, All right. Charlie, you're number ten so, then. My number ten is. Uh, <laughs> can you guess it from that picture? It's from Golden Girls. So this is me and the girls hanging out here. Oh, there you go. That's uh, a great one. And so Sophia, uh, it was hysterical. Look, this is one of those shows that I watched as a kid and most of the humor whoosh, sure. went right past me. Uh, Absolutely. And then watching it as an adult and going back, it was like, oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> uh, but Sophia was always just so fantastic. She's and of the course, best. the incomparable the Betty White. Great cast all around. Yeah. Um, but she, she always brought a smile to my face and always cracked me up. This is one we watched as a family a, a lot as a kid. And so... And by the way, one of the best theme songs of all time. So hmm. and thank you for being a friend, Brody. Oh, hey. So, you know, Sophia is my number 10 and she is she's awesome. Okay. Yes. All right. You know, I as a kid, because I also watched this as a kid, weird that so many people watch this show as a kid. I don't I don't understand why. Um, but I was but always it seems it on its surface, it seems like a good family show. But yeah, ah, yeah. I was always confused how yeah. she was a mom of one of the old ladies. And I was like, how can an old lady have a mom that's even older? Because they were all old and then one of them had a mom that was still alive. And now I'm like, oh, well, she's in her 60s or something and she's got a mom who's 90. It's not that bad. Yeah. But it was very confusing yeah. as a kid. I couldn't wrap my well, head around it. 
an old person. I think she's actually a... younger than some of the act- other actresses as well. Uh, oh, if memory really? serves, I think she might have been <laughs> y- younger than B. Arthur as well. Um, oh, I'll have to look that up. But yes, yeah, it was uh, it was a funny show, and she she was this she she stole her and Betty White were like the the star the scene the scene stealers. That's funny. That's funny. Golden Girls. All right. Thank you for being number nine. This is mine. What's my number nine? I don't know. Oh, yes, I do. No one knows. It's Maeve. So Maeve from Westworld. So she's a kick butt mom, right? I don't want to spoil too much of Westworld, but she's a robot. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> she's, a, she's a robot. Well, well, Spoilers. Spoil away then, bro. This is full of spoilers. <laughs> if you're watching this, yeah. Hopefully this will get you interested in the show so that you'll go watch it because it's a great show. It's one of the few shows that I actually really like. Um, but she's great. She's, you know, she's a robot who's programmed to do the same thing over and over again. And then she starts to like unlock memories and she starts to have these memories where she was originally programmed in a different life where she had a kid and she views that kid as her kid. And so a lot of her motivations as she starts rebelling and she starts doing really bad things to all these people is because she's trying to get to her kid. And so she is one of these kick butt moms who's just like, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to my kid. And, and uh, yeah, she's, she's great. You know, she's, as you watch the show, I found myself like, boy, I, I don't like her, but then you, she starts talking about her kid and you're like, Oh, but I feel bad for her. So yeah, I guess I'm going to root for her. Cause she just wants to get to her, to her robot kid. Right. Right. So, so there you go. Maeve is my number nine from Westworld. It's a good show. Go watch it. It's a good show. And she's a great character. All right, Charlie. All right. My number, number my number nine. And I'm guessing you've never even heard of this. This movie is uh, Postcards from the Edge. I got nothing. No? Okay. Nothing. All right. I, I, the, only, the only way I, I thought you might have heard of this is just because it's it's based on... Uh, Carrie Fisher wrote the screenplay based on a book that Carrie Fisher wrote. A kind of really? semi-autobiographical. Uh, and then it stars Meryl Streep, who is amazing, and Shirley MacLaine, who is amazing. And it's uh, it's funny and kind of not funny and very dramatic and okay. she's kind of you know it, it look Shirley McLean does this role very very well and reminds me a lot of like a Mallory Archer type uh so I think that it's it's a very enjoyable uh film to watch there's uh you know uh, there's stuff dealing with addiction and and abuse substance abuse and hmm. things like that which when I first saw it uh having a few family members that were struggling with with abuse substance abuse uh, to just I, I don't know it was interesting to me as a kid to watch this tale and then to revisit it as an adult and have a very different experience with it but uh, she was just amazing this playing Doris man she was really really funny uh, and really just a, a tour de force as they might say so she if Meryl you've never Street's seen Postcards from the Edge yes oh okay so if if you've never seen this movie which I know Brody has and also starts a young Dennis Quaid uh, hmm. a young Gene Hackman Richard Dreyfus. Can, Rob Reiner, can I interest you in some of these? Annette Benning, sure. can I interest you in some of these actors? CCH Pounder, come on. All right, I'm just saying. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty star-studded cast. Yeah. Carrie Fisher, F- Carrie Fisher riding it. Come on, you, you guys heard of Carrie Fisher? There you go. Uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is a good one. Watch it. Uh, it's she made she, 
she she definitely fits more into the category of uh, amusing character and and, okay. and fun movie and interesting movie than like really high quality mothering, but takes all kinds. Oh, okay, interesting. Sounds good. Postcards from the edge. Never even heard of it, but I learned something new. Yeah, I know. Hey, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. What's your number eight, number Brody? Number eight. I don't know. What's my number eight, Charlie? <laughs> oh, all right. Do you know who that is, Charlie? Is that uh, is that Angela Lansbury's cousin? Like it oh. looks, it looks slightly like her or uh, Jane Lynch. Maybe like Jane Lynch and Angela Lansbury have a relative together, and that's her. That's Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's wife. Shane and Stephanie's mom. Okay. So oh, gosh. with this, okay. The, with it. Okay. Oh, so she's, she's not a part of WWE anymore. She's not a character or anything like that. But when she was back in the attitude era, <laughs> when Shane and Stephanie were being brats, right? They're, they're, they're running amok, doing all this stuff. And then out of the blue, Linda McMahon's music would hit and she would come down. It's one of those moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, they're in so much trouble. And you just know that that Linda's coming down and these guys are in trouble. Like, more of a feeling of that than any wrestler could come down, right? And so she'd come down and man, she would, she, she would kick people in the balls. She would, you know, she would slap people. Man, she was awesome awesome an awesome character i think she was she was great just hearing her music watching her come down you knew someone was gonna get it so i had i i I had to put her on my list so there you go linda mcmahon is my number eight she had great moments great moments i have no i have no comment you were watching wrestling all right so I, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember it all. Angela Lansbury and Jane Lynch. That's all I've got. That's, that's my comment. Oh, Linda. She's great. Okay, you're number eight, Charlie. All right, my number eight is another movie that I'm guessing you probably have not have not heard of, uh, and it is The Joy Luck Club. Nope, never Based watched it. Based on the book, The Joy Luck Club. Never uh, watched this it. This tells the story of, I don't know if I'm, I guess, should I point this way? I, well, I don't know where the screen goes. Anyway. Know. Am I pointing at it? All right. Well, in one of these directions is a picture of, of four couples, uh, um, four, I should oh. say four mother-daughter groupings. Um, and it really tells the story of these four girls and their mothers. And it is, uh, look, this is an, a 90, an early 90s, so I think 93, I want to say. Okay. Uh, it had Andrew McCarthy in it. And I, and I, like, I was a St. Elmo's Fire, Waking to Bernie's. Uh, I, I saw just about anything that Andrew McCarthy did. So saw this movie when I was probably a little too young to appreciate the depths of it okay. and all that it, in, it entailed uh, because it is like a really like, I think a really important movie, really good movie. Um, it, it's it, a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, you know, it does, it, the movie doesn't need me to tell you how great it is. You can look up the awards that it's won or it, I think it, it, last year it was uh, selected for preservation in the National Film Rest, uh, Registry and the, the Library of Congress. Uh, it was uh, really important. Like to, it was like one of the first movies in my lifetime that just was like about four Asian families. And that was like the story. 
and they were the centerpieces. There was even controversy, like the studio didn't want to like put out posters with like the, their faces on it. It was like a lot of blurred images and things like this uh, because they, they didn't know if people would be responsive to seeing a movie centered around Asian culture and Asian families. And so, uh, but they did and, and it was good. And it was heartbreaking and funny. There's a scene in it where uh, the, mom, the mom has this uh, desire for her daughter to be like a prodigy in something. And she's, uh, she's got her doing this piano recital and, and she's like narrating over the top uh, of her playing. And she's like, it was like, I was channeling Mozart as I was playing and, and it sounded great. And her mom's just like beaming and her whole family's there. And then it just starts to fall apart. And like the playing just starts to get really bad. And, and, and it, it, just, it just like, it spoke to me as a, as a, someone who had been through that experience in piano recitals. And then to watch that again now as a piano teacher and just, I've had so many kids have those, these moments. Anyway, anyway, just like little things like that. I just think it's a really great story uh, and really, really good movie to watch with, uh, with, you know, a mom or without a mom and just hmm. enjoy it. Cause it's a, it's a hell of a movie. So if you haven't seen it and I'm guessing most of you have not just by our demographics, Check it out because age demographics, to be fair. Sure. Uh, you youngins, see, see a movie from the early 90s, The Joy Luck Club. All right. Well, there's our number eights, very similar. By the way, I couldn't pick one. They're all, they're all great. I couldn't, pick, I couldn't single out one mom out of the four. That's why I just picked the movie because oh. it, 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 it spends equal time on all four of their stories. They're all very interesting in their own right, and I just didn't want to single out one, one mom out of the four. It didn't feel right. I cheated on a couple of these. This is one of them. There'll be another cheat coming later. Man. All right. Number eight. There we go. All right. Number seven. What's my number seven? I always try to guess and I, I can't even remember. Probably another rest, another wrestler's mom. Oh, no. Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. This is a fresh one, right? So she just got kids and she's kicking butt you know she's she's doing a lot like all this stuff for her family she's doing all this stuff for her kids you know especially the last episode where she's really channeling all this dark magic trying to save her kids it, i i thought it was really neat it was a real evolution of the character from the previous movies that we've seen her in um you know she really stepped into the mom role where that you know, previously, like, wasn't even a thing, you know, as we saw her in Ultron and Civil War and uh, the, you know, Infinity War uh, Endgame stuff. And so this this was really cool to see. It was, it was neat to see this next step of this character. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the stuff where, um, yeah, she's just, she's beaten down Agatha, you know, who's just trying to, just trying to get the kids you know, and she really became that mom, even though the kids were just kind of these fragments of her imagination and, you know, messing with reality and stuff like that, you know. And now we're going to see her kind of delve deeper into this dark magic, you know, just to just to get her kids. You know, how far is she going to go to try to get these kids back now? You know, so right. I'm really interested to see where this next step of this character goes and how far she goes into the dark magic, you know, as she's in this mother role now. So. Right. So, yeah. So All there's right. my number seven. Right. Scarlet Witch. Nice. All right. Your number seven. 
Do you remember your number seven, Charlie? Mine. I know, yeah, I do. Oh, I do. My number seven is Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Okay. Uh, look, this is a this is a larger and more serious conversation uh, that we could have about how do you view things in the framework of like future information as we find out that Bill Cosby was a horrible human being and did unspeakable <laughs> and unthinkable things, but also in his television show there were amazing strong characters like Claire Huxtable who were not just amazing mothers, but amazing, like she was an, a lawyer and, and just had, uh, had a career and, and she was kind of, she kind of did it all. And she was, you know, uh, it, it was like a show I grew up on and sure. a show that I really loved yeah. uh, with a lot of affection. It's also a show that I, I haven't revisited for reasons and just, you know, so it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation and we're not here to have that conversation. What we are here to do is to celebrate this character because it was like, it was important for a lot of reasons. It was important for representation, not just, not just in terms for African-American families, but for, for women like who still in 2020, 2021, I still think there's some stigmas attached to working moms and this idea of what it, what it means to be uh, a mother and things like that, that it, Anyway, I can't believe we're still having some of these conversations even today, but she was awesome. And she was she was quick witted and they just wrote her character really well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just I just think she was a fantastic, well-rounded character, which some and some of these sitcoms, you don't get as much. Sometimes the they just write women so poorly sometimes. And, 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 and the, the moms the in particular were really just up, side characters. Yeah, the. Yeah, the, the dad gets to do all this fun, zany stuff and the mom's there like nagging or being a wet blanket at times to kind of pull everything back to earth. And it just, they just don't like round the characters very well. And I sure. thought that in this show, they actually did do a good job of, of doing that. Uh, to, so someone to be a little bit more of a role model or a thing that, that people could could look to look up to and say, oh, that's, that's, a, that's great. Now, how realistic it is for uh, you know her to be able to spend as much time as she did with her family while being a high powered lawyer, <laughs> we could debate that. Uh, it's not the first show to, to do it and not maybe maybe it didn't do it the best of all shows, but I was one of my favorite growing up. And so she easily makes my list. Well, there you go. There's our number sevens moving right along. Number six. Catelyn Stark. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, man. She's a great mom. Wait, we, we, you know, we need to. We need. We need to do a Game of Thrones episode. Bro. We, we gotta, should. we gotta have a, a full we Game should. of Thrones we should have uh, a Game episode. Of episode. I think, I think Catelyn was 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 a great mom. She was she was one of the kick butt moms, man. That's what I was looking for. You know, all, all she really wanted was her family to just kind of hang out at Winterfell, and then they all got thrown all over the place. And she got involved with war, and she got involved with politics, and she's traveling all over Westeros. You know, she she was helping out Rob, advising Rob, really. And it wasn't until Rob started making stupid decisions that she got killed. Spoilers if you haven't watched a show that's, you know. You got to say, you're supposed to say spoilers old. first before, before you spoil. It's Ten years whatever old. Whatever you're about to people. say. But. Um, so, yeah, she was she was great, you know, and just helping out the little kids and you know she's she was a really strong mom that that really did a lot of stuff like for her family and she gave up a lot and she really i you know i don't know she she stuck out to me as i was looking through lists online of like oh top you know movie and tv moms just to try to get ideas 
Um, you know, there were some people right. that like mentioned Daenerys, and I was like, uh, well, I don't know about that. But I was like, well, but she's the mother of dragons. She bro. was the mother of dragons, but but Catelyn was the mother of the Starks. Man, there's a whole bunch of kids, and yeah, most everybody That's died. Fair. But but I thought I thought that Catelyn was really cool, you know, and even her character went even further in the books, you know, and, and so that was kind of a whole whole new thing. Um, but while she was around in the show, I really liked her. I was rooting for her. You know, it was a bummer when when she, when she died. But yeah, so there's there's my number six, Catelyn Stark. All right, I I'm gonna save any comments on her or anything Game of Thrones related for a future Game of Thrones episode, and I will express my opinions then. But as for now, onwards, upwards, onwards. To number six, which Charlie's I'm guessing will be. This will, and I think this is going to be a crossover. Okay. So, oh, I'm yes, guessing you is. have her higher. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a crossover. All right. We'll do it later. Number five. Oh, that's a nice background, though, Charlie. You'll have to bring that one back up. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring it back, bro. All right. My number five. All right. So, so I wanted to put Aunt May as a mother figure. Right? She's not a mother. She's a mother figure, though. Shoot. I couldn't decide Shoot. between between Spider-Verse Aunt May and MCU Aunt May. And so I was looking for a picture, and then there was a picture that had them split. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to cheat a little bit because, doggone it, this is our channel, and we can do that. And I'm going to put them both on. It's Aunt May is my number five. Not my problem. There's multiple actresses, so not my problem. So yeah, or Sally so, Field. So there, uh, uh, Sally Field and the and the Sam Raimi stuff. I, I didn't put on these these ones. Uh-huh. These ones stuck out to me more. Um, honestly, I don't remember anything Sally Field did in the Amazing Spider-Man verse. I don't remember like a conversation or anything. So, but these two. She she loved she loved him. She, she loved Peter. Love him. She did love him. And that's great. Anyway. But these Aunt Mays also loved their Peter Parkers. Um, you know, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse Aunt May is great, you know, having the scenes where yeah. she's interacting with the Spider-Man from the ultimate un- uh, from the alternate universe. Uh, you know, and just that she's an Aunt May who who knows what's going on. She knows what's up. Yeah. She's not surprised that, that there's an alternate universe Peter Parker showing up. You know, right. she's she knows the the lair, uh, you know, underneath the house. She knows when bad guys just start ripping up her house, like she's taking care of it. She was she was awesome. She was kick butt, you know, as I was as I was looking for. Uh, so I want I really wanted to put her on. I really enjoy uh, the Marissa Tomei, Aunt May though too. You know, I really like her and um, Tom Holland, Spider Man. You know, I. I think I, and thinking about this, I really enjoy the dynamic of Aunt May knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man way more than the Spider-Man trying to hide it from Aunt May. Like it was in the, in the, 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 uh, Tobey Maguire ones, you know, it's like, Oh, Aunt May is just always in peril. You know, don't let Aunt May know that I'm Spider-Man because she might get worried and she might, you know, like. I, yeah. I think having Aunt May know and having Aunt May be in, you know, in on the secret and all that stuff is way better. And so I've really enjoyed the Marissa Tomei uh, 
Aunt May and just the dynamic that she brings to the Tom Holland stuff where, you know, she's bringing Spider-Man in on the, the homeless shelter stuff or, you know, wherever she was volunteering her time and, you know, giving him high five, giving him advice, you know, the, the spider tingle thing, you know, was, was funny, you know? And so I, I've enjoyed that. I'm excited to see, you know, her continue to be in this universe and continue to be involved and help Peter kind of grow and just be Spider-Man. So those two combined are my Aunt May number five selection. All right. I, I approve. All right. Okay, good. So my number five, <laughs> my number five is Lois from uh, the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, now, they're, don't they that. don't get a last name ever in the show, so uh, they just have first name. Uh, also featured uh, in WandaVision as uh, part of the credits. Um, so, but uh, did, you, did you ever watch the show, bro? Nope. I've never, never this seen is, an episode. Oh, it's, it's, it's cute. And Lois is uh, a, a wrangler of many wild boys. She is both fierce and crazy and funny and sweet. Uh, she is uh, <laughs> she's very very over the top uh, in some in some of the ways that they write her and kind of almost making her seem like she's a little bit nutballs, but uh, but in a in a funny way. And Jane, uh, Jane, she she pulls it off so so well as a, as an actress. She's very lovable, even even at her worst moments. She's just so lovable. Uh, and and of course the boys are all just absolutely insane. Uh, and uh, you've ever watched one episode? Uh, this is a well acted show. It's a well written show. It's a very as far as sitcoms go. It's it's one of my favorites from uh, from from this era, like the two thousands. Okay. So it's uh, but she look she's awesome, and she basically at, at the end of the day she's a, a mom who would do anything for her family, anything. Uh, and whether that's going back to work or whether that's, you know, you know, kicking some other kids, you know, face in or do whatever she needs to do to keep the family together. She does it and she does it all with style. Hmm. So she's my number five. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I've never, never seen an episode. Does she do that a lot? Watch an ep. Is that like her thing? Uh, she doesn't. This <laughs> That's her catchphrase. Yeah, no, no. She. She's done it once or twice, but oh. and I will say, as as far as the list crossover goes, there's an episode where B. Arthur, by the way, born in 1922, may she rest in peace, uh, as well as Betty White, born in 1922, may she never die. Uh, Estelle Getty, who, who played Sophia, was born in 1923, so she was one year younger than both. Betty of those White two was born girls. in 1922. She's she's 99 yeah, years old. Yeah, and she yeah, and she she is required by law to continue to live forever oh because goodness. collectively it'll we can't handle it we need we, to get her in the mcu right yeah i mean she she could be anything she's Man. let me see anyway but anyway uh b arthur is in an episode of one of the best episodes of malcolm in the middle uh it was a really fun one with her and dewey uh and it is uh the, the dance to an abba song it's it's great it's great how long so does my show tie go in, my list tie in I think seven seasons, seven or eight oh, seasons. That's a long time. Yeah, it was popular. Huh. I think it, you know, and it, you know, the kids got older, and and so you know, it's, it, these kind of you know family sitcoms have like a, a lifespan. Sure. Because there's you know the kids kids grow and this was like late nineties, like, wasn't it? I think it was like two thousand to like two, two thousand. I think it started and debuted in two thousand. I want to oh, say I'll look really? it up real quick. But. Oh. 
Because that's when we were living together, and we never watched this. So you must have watched this like later in life. Yeah, I, I, I own I own several of these seasons on DVD. So that's that's the era this was in. Uh, so there was a lot of shows back then that I I just didn't bother watching on television because it just didn't fit into my lifestyle, and there was no DVR. So I would just wait and buy DVDs sure. to watch. So I could so I could binge because I wanted to binge. I didn't want to. <laughs> Watch watch an episode Typical here Charlie. or there, missed a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to binge, Brody. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. So that was two thousand seven seven seasons. So hmm. interesting. All right, there you go. Okay, there you go. Moving along, we've got number Moving four. Along. You know the four right there looks like a Fantastic Four four with the blue and the white. Are you you excited about some of the new Fantastic so Four excited. rumors that are coming I'm up? So excited. Oh gosh! I, I, every time I hear anything, I think of you. And oh I, man, I get so excited. Oh man! Please, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, please. Okay. <laughs> My number four, Ellen Ripley. Come on now, she's I knew awesome. Was be on your yes, list. she's yes, she's she's not she's not, not the mother of Newt. Not biologically, but she takes her. A, in. a, a, run, a running theme. A running theme on your list is moms who don't actually have any children. <laughs> but that's okay. Mother figures still count. Mother and, figures you know, count. And there are plenty of women in my life who are like mothers to me. And I and I celebrate them on this day just as much. So it absolutely counts. I'm just teasing. Just I'm giving like, you a hard time by your list. Just like Ellen Ripley. Hey, and you know what? You know what I think of? This, Ellen was one of the first people I thought of. When we originally thought of this list, and I was like, oh, I could do 10, no problem. I thought of about four off the top of my head. Right, <laughs> the the other six took a lot of stretching, but Ellen was yeah. one of like the the top ones that was immediately like, dude, she's on my list, and it and it comes down to at the end of Aliens, um, you know, just her protecting Newt, you know, and, and um, yeah, she's she's great, right. I've been saying the quote all day in my head. What's the quote, Charlie? And now that we're recording, I came here to to, no. to kill aliens and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of aliens. No, Charlie. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Oh. Uh, I I am Ellen Ripley, and believe it or not, this is my daughter Newt. Stop it, Charlie. I don't know. Um, My hair is curly, but not as curly as Carnage in the new in the in Venom. You're the worst, Tony Weaver. That's You're the worst. Quote. You're the worst, Charlie. But she, but she's great. So she she finds Newt, uh, you know, like on the planet that they're going for. Get away from her, you bee. That's what it is. I know it was something similar, but I didn't want to butcher it, so I wanted to Why confirm. Did she call it? To, to the queen. Letter B to or, the queen. Or like like an insect. We're, like no, a queen bee. No, Charlie. Like a singer. We're a family-friendly show. We're a family-friendly show. I can't say it. Um, I don't so, so, yeah. So, when, she's, when she gets into the construction mech thing and says, get away from her, you beep. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And then, and then she goes on to, to just beat down the queen. Right, like in the in the awesome yellow mech suit with the pincher claw things. God, so good. I need to watch that movie again. But Ellen is awesome. I was so I'm so sad that we didn't get 
kind of the continuation of Newt so that we could continue to see that relationship. I really would have liked to have seen yeah. that relationship progress, you know, and I don't know what happened with new contract stuff, whatever, you know, time passed and, and they were yeah. just like, ah, she died in the pod. Like I, I wish, <laughs> I wish we could have gotten, you know, that because it, it would have been great. I think it, yeah. you know, it, because the other ones after aliens that kind of went downhill for me. Um, but I yeah. would have loved to have seen that relationship continue to grow. So yeah. just like in that picture, look at her, man. What an awesome mom figure she is. So there you go. My number four. There you Ellen, go. Ellen Ripley. From Aliens. Ellen Ripley. From Aliens. All right. My number four is Miss Jules Kiki, Kiki Cobb from the TV show Cougar Town. And I mentioned Cougar Town before on a different episode talking You're about right. favorite sitcoms. So I will speak very briefly about this. And this is a show I've come to appreciate uh, just based on my live stage more. It's a Bill Lawrence show. It's very funny. Watch Ted Lasso. But uh, the relationship between Jules and Travis is the absolute heartbeat of the show. Uh, in this picture, he is graduating. Uh, we get to see him through high school and into college and uh, into adult life. And it is this life stage that is like, I feel like is like nipping at my heels as my 10 year old son is about to turn 11 this year. Uh, and I just, it's like this hop, skip, and a jump road. And uh, you, you think about the, uh, the transitions that come in parenting. And right now, my kids have no choice. They see me every day. They're, they're forced to. Uh, they have no say in it. But in just a blink of an eye, bro, they're going to be looking at their cell phones and deciding, do I accept the call or do I reject the call? Do I go visit my dad or do I just, you know, uh, next week, dad, next week. And this show uh, is one that like gives me hope on that transition. And, you know, you're always your kid's parent, but at some point in time, you hope that, that that relationship also kind of turns into a friendship of choice as well. Like on top of the parenting that there is a, a, a form of relationship. I love that, um, you know, my wife's family lives uh, in Oregon, but they talk on the phone. Like every day they do these house party video calls and things. I, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, that she chooses to want to invest time into a relationship with her family, even though they're, you know, they're all grown. Uh, so I think it's cool. Anyway, so this is, this is a show why I watch and get simultaneously joyful and sad about <laughs> because I don't want my I don't want my babies to grow up and leave me. Don't leave me, babies. But she's she's a tiger. But she's, she's very fierce. Mm. Too much. Too much at times. Too much. My kids can grow up and leave. That's OK. <laughs> they can come they can come stay with 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 uncle charlie they come on out to california i can't wait to travel <laughs> you know how hard it is to travel with four kids it's impossible you don't want you don't want your your, your teenage kids coming with you like you don't want like 20 year old kids like just piling along with you out we'll out and about we'll see maybe if all they right. pay their way all right so you might have a different reaction to a show like this then <laughs> just i'm like i'm so jealous. get him out of there so 18, no. you're out of the house. Get on out. That's what I'm planning. Go to college. All right, kid. on to number three, you, heart, you, heart, you heartless old man. Go to college. All right. Number three. Okay, I know my, my top three, right? That one? Which one's that one? No, that one? That one? Who's my number three? I don't know. No one can. No oh, one knows. Oh, of course. Mrs. Incredible. 
Is this not on your list? It is not. <gasps> it is not. Oh, that's surprising. I figured it would be. I thought this would be one of our nah. crossovers. Nah. Oh, Mrs. Incredible's great, right? Superheroine, doing all the stuff, right? Like even. Are you saying there are a few other mothers on par with her? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That's good. Did you just come up with that? I, I did. I did. Oh. Well, I'm impressed. Um, well, thank you. So yeah, so Mrs. Incredible, right? She's she's a great mom, and then she she starts to have to balance the superhero stuff. You know, uh, the the first one especially, like just protecting her kids, like in, while they're in the jet. You know, finding out that the kids are there. Um, you know, as they're on the island and she's fighting and she's doing all the stuff. And then we get into the second one where she's trying to be a mom and trying to do this like solo superheroing stuff. She's a great mom. She's good. She's good. You make faces like she that. She cheats, bro. She has, and, she has superpowers. And, she's and, cheating. And uh, the, you make faces like that. And then I second guess myself. Like, is she <laughs> actually a great mom? Did I make a bad choice? No, she, no, no. no. Like, this, she was on my list when we were just doing movies. And oh, I only okay. have three movies on my list. I've already done them all. Uh, and I had a list of movie moms. And then when you said, hey, can we add TV? I was like, yes, please. And, and I, I, mean, I, knew you were gonna have, I knew you were gonna have her on your list. So I just, I, I let it ride. And I, I, I wanted to draw some attention to things that we don't talk about as much. So, but yeah, but yeah so, I, so she's, 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 she's good. She's great. She's great. Well, she's, we'll allow it, bro. She, she's a great mom, you know, just. I'm gonna start psych just, every now. Now like, I know that I can psych you out with my facial expressions. I'm gonna start doing this every time you're don't talking. Don't do it. Don't do it. It freaks me out. Oh, don't do. Please don't do that. Please don't oh, do that. Uh, I won't far, be able to huh? handle it. I'll start getting all all like self conscious and start rambling. All right, all right. I won't. Do, I won't do it. I won't I'll do it. I'll be like, and uh, uh, yeah, that's my number four. <laughs> Charlie doesn't agree, but that's okay. No, Miss Incredible is great. She's great, and, and really like she's incredible. And, and and she's like she she feels like a normal mom, right? A normal mom, like especially in the beginning, when she's just like the kids are fighting, and the kids are arguing. Lord knows, man, parents, we go through that all the time. I'm just <laughs> dealing with some of that stuff today, and it's tough. It's tough. So she does a great job, while also being a superhero. Yeah, she's my number three. There we go. All right, you're number three, Charlie. So you're all TV shows three. from here. Oh. All TV shows from here on out. I thought about putting uh, this, and I knew you were going to put it on your list, so I didn't put it on mine. <laughs> this, this is the rare, I mean, like, and, and very rare uh, show where, like, I, I have gotten to, like, enjoy all of the various life stages along with it. And maybe if it stays on the air long enough, I will age into Grandpa Simpson territory <laughs> and be able to. <laughs> so I, I mean, this debuted uh, in '89, and That's I was, crazy. I was like, right, uh, cra so you know, I was around around Lisa Bart age, uh, and I remember staying up late watching it on the Tracy Ullman show before it had its own, uh, you know, half hour episodes, and then all the way through, you know, through high school, it's just one of my favorite shows, uh, even into college and. You know, now I get to show my kids this show and watch it with them. Look, Marge is one of those characters that is the absolute, she's the absolute glue of the show. And there are so many great Marge episodes where the writers just really 
wrote her well and gave her really interesting stories. And then there are plenty of episodes in this, uh, in the run of The Simpsons where they do not give her interesting things to do and they do not write her well. And in a way, isn't that what life is? It's a series of like, sometimes interesting, sometimes uninteresting things. Sometimes sometimes we love our parents and our family and sometimes like Brody wants to ship all his kids away to boarding school, uh, you know, get them out to Hogwarts. Uh, I can't deal with them anymore. Uh, and that's, you know, maybe, maybe yes. the Simpsons writers were giving us a gift with some of their uneven uh, episodes in the later seasons you know, to, to reflect on our own families and their own imperfections. Uh, but in all seriousness, like Marge is, Marge is just such an icon. Uh, she's she's strong and she's funny and she's smart and she holds this family absolutely together. She loves her children unconditionally, uh, which Bart pushes the <laughs> buttons on that constantly. Um, and so she is she is definitely one of my favorite TV moms. Uh, and spoiler alert, not the last animated mom on my list. But I guess you already knew that. I did. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've yeah, I feel like I'm going to get some grief for having her as my number the an, 10. The, the animated, like, uh, to be fair, the animated shows, because nobody ages, they can keep telling these stories a sure. lot longer than like the live action family sitcoms can. Sure, so you get sure. to like have 30 years of this little family and tell the stories here. So it's kind of fun. Like there's a lot of really interesting, I think, family animated family shows. I shouldn't say family shows, sitcom style shows. Uh, where they, they can kind of keep just telling stories about yeah. this group and, and lifestyle. So it's kind of fun to get to live it as a kid and then get to live it as a parent. So, but yeah. Marge is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maggie has been a baby for 32 years now. Hey. So. Yeah. And she, I mean, she almost murdered Mr. Burns. I mean, she's, you know, she's, she's lived a full life as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Marge was almost on my list and I was like, I know Charlie's going to put her on, put her on his list. So I opted not. All right, number two. Okay, so here we go. Crossover time. Oh, let's talk crossover time. about Sarah Connor. Holy smokes, what a mom, right? She's crazy. She's, she's not all there, but she loves would her Would you kid. be, Brody? Would, after Terminator 1, would you be all there? This, this I would lived a life, but she loves her son. She's but. she has lived a life, <laughs> but she you know she she loves her son, right? Like trying to trying to save her son to to save the world, you know, and and just doing like whatever it takes to to protect her son. To you know, she she's got like like the world on her shoulders, really, like. Yeah, like literally, she, she, yeah. yeah. She's she's like I'm the only one who knows that this stuff is real. I'm the only one that knows the date, that how everything's going to happen, and it all rests on me protecting my son. So she goes through the whole all of T two, you know, because T two, you like I I don't really count the other ones. Like I when I talk about this, I talk about T two, you know, because that's where she's really. I, she wasn't even in T three. I think they killed her off for T three. She wasn't in T3, but she's back, isn't she? She was in then, like one of the most yeah, recent ones. And then they like rebooted it and they were like, actually, there's a new T3. But I honestly, I haven't even seen that one. Uh, so so when I talk about all this, when I talk about Sarah Connor, I talk about T2. Um, and so her like, you know, she, she's got like in her mind, like she's got to kill Miles Davis, right? And like 
There's no talking her out of it. And she goes with a sniper rifle to this dude's house and just starts taking him out because she's like, I have to save my son who's going to save the world. So she's awesome. Awesome mom. Charlie, she was lower on your list. What was she, number now, five, six? No, she was number six. Okay. And to be fair, I remember I segmented my list in groups of five. And oh, so this movie true. came out in 93. So she so was the last your, of my number, uh, 90s slash 80s. So she's your number one of 80s, 90s. Correct. And uh, and yeah, she like th- this was a big deal. I remember being a kid and they're showing the scene where she's in, she's in the she's doing chin ups in like the psychiatric ward and she's got triceps and, you know, she's like she's got, you know, arms. She's buff, dude. And it was like a picture. It was and it was like a big deal, which is weird to think about now that we would think that a strong woman in appearance like is a big deal. But it was then like it was like a huge like. Oh my gosh, she she she's strong and 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 she's still feminine. Like, oh, what a concept! Um, and it was it was like mind blowing. And and then for her, Linda Hamilton is a good actress, a really good actress, and she pulled off this. I mean, she's owned this role, just owned it for sure. And she it's just like the movie. The movies like T one and T two. Yeah, the other the other Terminators. We don't need to talk. We're not here to talk about those. No, we're not here to talk about those. No, but T one and T two. That's some good stuff. And I know, look, we've talked in the past about Edward Furlong's banks, so we don't need to go into great deal about, but but one more time, those banks, right? Come on. Uh, what a mom to let let him grow those banks. I mean, right? That was the foster family. Uh, no, but she, family she was great in these. That. It was the foster family. Blame the sponsor family. I sponsor, know. Sponsor family. Ah, but she, but she, you know, she had a hand in it. She, the genetic, genetically speaking, uh, no, but she, she, like, she was awesome. She was very, you know, she kicked a lot of butt. She, she shot a lot of people. She fought a lot of Terminators. She, she went toe to toe with Arnold. I mean, she did for, for like 91, man, that was like prime Arnold right there. You know, yeah. and she was, she was, it was through, yeah. throughout this movie kicking butt. Oh yeah, she was. She was. All right. Good on you, bro. Good choice. There we go. There is my number two. And Charlie's number six, Sarah Connor. All right, Charlie, you're number two. My number two is Linda Belcher from Bob's Burger. I don't know who uh, that is. I've never seen that is. show. Oh, it's a great show, bro. You never and your family it. would love it. Never seen it. Oh, you should watch it. You should watch it. Doesn't doesn't the same guy that voice Archer voice the guy? Yes. Okay. And uh, and look, it it's um, and they even have Archer. Uh, in, in Archer, there's a Bob's Burger episode. Um, really? Did you? How how many seasons of Archer have you have you even seen? I, okay, so I got. Did you make it to season four or no? Oh, which one's season four? I got to the one where they were. It was the '80s one, uh, Archer Vice. Okay. Yeah, you gotta get past that because in season four, there's a Bob's Burgers crossover where Archer like loses his memory and he and he's just like, you know, the, the season opens up and he's grilling at Bob's Burgers and uh, you know restaurant and he's like flipping burgers and it's like the, this family but they're animated in the style of the Archer animation. Hmm. It's 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 very it's very funny. Um, but uh, look, the the voice work on this is like, like hey, look, H. John Benjamin is a, is a national treasure. Uh, he is fantastic. Uh, whether he's doing, uh, you know, back in the home movie movies days. You ever watch home movies? That was a good show. Nope. Uh, it's a fun animated show. Archer, the show. Uh, whatever he does is great. It's always a little jarring when I see him like as a real guy in things, and then I hear his voice, and I'm like, oh, whoa. 
uh, but <laughs> but he but I, but I like him. Uh, but this show, look, this is a great family show. Uh, it Bob and Linda have one of the most like balanced and and I would I would say like real marriages in a lot of these animated sitcoms. Uh, you know, like whether it's The Simpsons or Family Guy or things that follow that kind of like archetype where there's like a kind of a fat, dumb, slobby husband who's just kind of like fumbling through life. And then like this, you know, svelte, intelligent uh, woman who's just kind of like there and and really shouldn't be with this guy at all. Like no one would really blame anyone for not wanting to be married to Homer Simpson. Like get out of there, do yourself a favor go marry Ned Flanders and, and raise the kids, um, you know, but like you know, this, this, they're both like very wonderful people and the kids are a lot of fun. It's just a really, really fun show, but she is awesome. She's, she like sings all the time. She's, uh, I'm like, a, uh, I tease Amy's a little bit like Bob and I'm probably a little bit more like Linda <laughs> okay. in our marriage. And uh, you know, so she's a little, she's a little, you know, she'll get grumpy about things and I'm walking around singing everything in songs and <laughs> uh, you know, it, it she she's uh she's just a, a really fun uh mom and a really fun character and she you know she loves her family she loves her kids like you, if you've never seen the show Which watch never it have. uh and it's it, it's it's good and give it time to breathe like every show it just gets better and better as it goes i think it, it, it's still going now it's uh it's been Is going it a long really? time and it's and it's just it's just getting better it's uh it's, it's on season 11 right now i think hmm. uh and they are not uh, even 11? remotely like Jeez. yeah season 11 and they're not remotely out of stories to tell. It's a, it's a very, uh, and every time I watch it, I want to eat a hamburger. So oh, it just sounds so good. I do I just want to go to Bob's Burgers. And I don't, I don't, Brody, you got to watch it. You'll love Linda. Uh, and, T, and Tina is an icon. Tina it looks just like my, my wife, Amy. <laughs> Same. So I bought her a Tina keychain. Uh, you know, the, 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 you, you got to get, you, just just watch it you some people get put off by the voice acting um, okay. you know and i and and just and don't give it a chance the vo- all the voice actors are very talented uh but the voices may not be what you expect okay it, it's you know like dan dan mince does the voice of tina belcher so it's kind of like a lower uh voice by a man so uh you know it, it's it's but it's it's just it's funny and she's such a good character and it just anyway hmm. it's a great show chris and Shaw, eugene merman funny funny cast very good interesting yeah i've i've yeah john roberts does linda belcher he's awesome just not one of those worth a watch well you heard it here watch it with your mom every year they have a thanksgiving episode so uh every year uh, around thanksgiving and i say every year like the last two years we watch a a bob's burgers thanksgiving uh episode and they have christmas episodes too a lot a lot of good they have mother's day anniversary ones a lot of good themed ones brody so sit down with the wife with the fam well where, maybe not with the fam watch it first before you show your kids okay where is it streaming watch it on hulu i don't have hulu, hulu. charlie get the, like you can't be in this podcast anymore and not have hulu like the time is over bro get hulu everything's yeah. on hulu you I've can't got, you can't I've avoid got, it anymore. i've already got netflix you gotta do it. i got disney i got hbo i got discovery you don't I got pay for Peacock. any of that Cancel Discovery and Peacock and then get Hulu. And you don't even pay for HBO, Netflix, or you're on other people. You just log in on other people's information. Just HBO. I pay, I've pay. i been paying for Netflix for a long doggone time. And I pay for Disney. <laughs> and I pay for right, Peacock. Someone, I pay someone for Peacock. Hulu login. I pay for Peacock because it comes with a WWE network now. <sighs> get rid of that 
Get rid of Pico. Well, why do you have Discovery? Get, get rid of Discovery. Get out of there. That I actually get through my mother-in-law because she got it through her phone plan. There it is. I like Discovery there it is. Plus, though. I like there Discovery Plus. Well, you can... Okay, I'm not, we're not going to... Get Hulu. Someone drop someone drop your Hulu login information below in the comments so Brody can check out your Hulu subscription and, and be a part of the family. You know uh, what? The, part at, of the Hulu family. You know what? At the end of my three years for Disney Plus, because I signed up for three years and prepaid. Oh, three years. Oh, stop it, Brody. Stop it. Get I've got like... You got, like two, you got two years left. Yes. At the end of my three years, and I am forced to upgrade, I will upgrade to the triple pack. I don't need ESPN <sighs> unless they do WWE stuff, but I don't think they do now that they're on Peacock. You know what you, know what you know what you get? You know what you get for not having Hulu and for being so sassy about it? This is what you get. Oh, it's so good. This gross. is what you get. It's so good. This is what you get. I don't like it. I don't like it, Charlie. What's do you wrong know how much hair Godzilla? would be in a sink? You know oh. how much hair would be in a sink, Brody, from King Kong? Oh, don't talk. No. The clumps of hair that no. you'd be pulling out of a sink? Charlie, please From don't. this shower scene? I'm serious, Charlie. Please don't. Please don't. I'm going to start gagging. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Brody has a very strong gag reflex. Just thinking about hair in a drain I makes him it. throw up. I can't in his stop mouth. it, Charlie. <laughs> don't do that to me. Please. It's too much. It's too much, Charlie. It's hard. Right, to, I'm, I'm sorry. It's I'm hard all, to I'm swallow. It's hard to swallow. <laughs> I can't. All right, I won't do that anymore, bro. I'm so sorry. You, 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 all right. you, <laughs> you can't surprise me with stuff like that, Charlie. I'm not prepared. To... <laughs> so gross. So all right, you gross. choked it down. <laughs> Let's go on to number one. You ready for your number one? I'm good now. Let's. We're moving past. I'm on number one. Okay, my number one. <laughs> My number one was, was my number one as soon as we started talking about what this list was going to be. Do you have any predictions on what my number one is, Charlie? Uh, is, is it a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Is it from the 80s? No, it's not. Is it from the 90s? No, it's not. Is it from the 2000s? It is. Oh. Is it in a comic book universe? It is not. Okay, no, I don't know. Okay. It, it'll make sense once you see it. It's Molly Weasley. Oh, I should have known. You yeah. should have known. Okay. You should have known. Molly Weasley is like the ultimate mom. She kicks butt. She cares and loves her family. Molly Weasley. Like, she is, she is awesome. She is, she is so cool. The way that she takes care of her kids... And the way that she just accepts Harry, you know, she she brings Harry in. And maybe I am just yeah. on a high right now because I'm rereading all the Harry Potter books right now. Like whenever Molly Weasley interacts with Harry and just treats him like she does her kids where she just hugs him like like poor Harry has grown up in this horrible muggle household and. Mrs. Weasley just brings him in and just gives him a hug. You just, like, like you feel it. You feel it. And then she can bust out her wand and be a part of the Order of the Phoenix. Like, she is so cool. And she's raised, like, a ton of kids, you know? And yet, you know, she's raised, like, a bunch of prefects and head boys and all this stuff. Like, she is 
the coolest mom, right? I, she was far and away my number one pick. And I just, I, I can't think of a better mom figure who existed from the first Harry Potter through the last, right? And she's just been awesome. Like every time she shows up, she's doing something cool. Whether it's just being nice to Harry or whether she's busting out the wand and fighting people, you know, and she's just, I, I, you know, what else can I say? But I, I love Molly Weasley. She's awesome. I love all the Weasleys. And Mrs. Weasley is the ultimate mom of all TV and all movies. Far and away my number one. There you go. There you go. Uh, she was on my list when it was only movies. Okay. And then, and then just, I took just it off out of because curiosity, I, I have to, where, I where to... was she? Where was she on your list when when you had her on there? You know, I'll be honest. Before we made the switch, I had names and they were okay. just on a page. I didn't have them ordered or sequenced. Gotcha. Um, I, and this is one like a character I think probably in the books that gets a little bit more fleshed out and has a little probably. bit more story to it uh but i haven't seen i still haven't seen the last two harry potter movies okay. so i'm just not sure how the story ends so you know she she hasn't been in very much but you're absolutely right like the way she treats harry as a part part of the family is always very sweet and very touching and she uh, yeah she is a great uh, a great mom character uh in a fun movie series we will have to have an episode by the way when i finish those uh, which should be coming in the next two weeks so for sure yeah are you I... ready for my number one brody well, Sorry, go ahead. process of elimination, I know what your number one is. Um, no, but you don't. Uh, no, I do. Oh, no, but do. you don't. I do. You'll see. Do. You ready? But, uh, you ready for this? Number one, Charlie, it's... Yeah, I knew it. Why you got me doubting myself, wait. Charlie? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that got cropped. That got cropped. That's supposed to be on one side. It's, it's Mallory Archer, and then there's a line... And then there's uh, Lucille Bluth from okay. Arrested Development. Uh, and then here, we you can see this is an episode of Archer. And then there is the stair car from the Bluths. Okay. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? You didn't, did you? No. Uh-uh. Oh, you really need to watch the first three seasons of that. Like, I tell you to watch a lot of television. Yeah. But there's probably not a television show I've meant that about more than this right here in this moment. Watch Arrested Development. First three seasons. Everything else after that, take it or leave it. But the first three seasons, watch. It's one. Uh, I, she, it's she, one I'd like to watch. She is Jessica Walter, and she passed away this year. And that one, like, look, that one made me real sad, and not like real sad. And I mean, like, she was eighty years old. She lived a wonderful life, uh, but she's just such a. She played these outlandish uh, matriarchs in these in these television shows where she was not a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, was so funny sure. and her line delivery was so on point. And in the rest of development, she just has this, uh, her every movement is so just like so genius. It's the same actress. Is that what? Same actress. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One's live action. One's, one's uh, oh, okay. animated. Got and the characters have a lot of similarities between them. Uh, it was almost like, uh, what if, what if, what if Lucille Bluth ran a spy agency? And, and then that kind of became the, the start of the Mallory Archer character. Uh, but like just the way she winks, every, like these little subtle gestures. Jessica Walter was just a comedic genius, and I will miss her. And I'm so sad that we're not going to get 
more of her in future episodes of Archer and future episodes of anything. Um, so in honor of her uh, great career, I give you two Jessica Walters, or Jessica Walter, excuse me, matriarchs. And they are both just like, I think the spine of these shows. I, I actually, don't, I don't know what they're going to do uh, in Archer. I wonder how they're going to address that. If they're, she finished all the vocal recordings for the new season that's okay. going to come out. Uh, but then I don't, I don't know what they're going to do after that. If they're going to write, just write that into the story or uh, I don't think they could replace her. So we'll see. Sure. But um but in Arrested Development, uh, Lucille Bluth just steals every scene that she's in. Uh, she is just like, uh, and she whether she's manipulating the kids against against each other, doing a chicken dance, or trying, you know, she's just hilarious. Uh, and Jessica Walter in real life, by the way, nothing like either of these characters. She, <laughs> if you just read any interview with her, she is just like the sweetest, nicest human being so that funny. you could possibly imagine, uh, and just like kind. And as she described herself, boring. <laughs> uh you know in interviews like i and so but she just was like hilarious on screen uh, so she will be missed and these characters are two of my all-time favorite uh just of any characters let alone uh mothers and in, in specific but uh brody gotta watch arrested development shame shame brody in the comments for having not seen arrested development too dung <laughs> i it it's on my list of things to watch so Brody, that was like, I cheated a little bit because that is that show was in the 90s. I mean, come on, man. It's been around. Yeah, but... No, it wasn't the 90s. That was 2000. That was 2000s. I didn't cheat. That was 2003. Yeah. Well, yes. and they had, they had seasons coming out in the 2000s. Heck, season... Yeah, 2003 four. and 2019 for like five seasons. <laughs> season but, four you know. came out in the 2010s or something, didn't it? Yeah. And, and, and There's like five total seasons. And the last one was like 2019, I think. So. Okay. It spanned, it spanned a long, a long time, but not the way most shows do. Sure, sure. Um, well, there you have it, bro. There you, there, ten, there it ten is. moms. There it is. Yeah. No, there it is. It was. Uh, it's good. It's good. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Well, um, I. I had. I also had <laughs> Mallory Archer on my list. Um, she, yeah, it was more for the kind of comedic. She's just she's just a great yeah, she's a great character. Um, just the the way that she kind of runs the company and um, you know uh, treats Archer the way that it does, the way that she does. So yeah. I, I enjoyed her. She was she was a little bit lower on my list at number ten, but wanted to throw her in there. So well said, bro. Well, on behalf of Talk Talk Punch and Brody and myself, we just want to wish sincerely all you moms a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, thank you for everything that you do, and uh, for for uh, for you know specifically speaking to our wives here and uh, you know, the mothers of our children. Uh, you guys are uh, just absolutely amazing, uh, and thank you for being uh, so patient with us and let, letting us do this crazy, silly podcast thing together and. Um, to all you moms out there, happy Mother's Day. And th to all of those who are watching uh, just for the fun of watching, thank you for sticking around because you got to see Brody almost throw up live. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Normally, I'm not going to tell Brody when. Normally it's not throw up, but it is like a, a, a very visceral gag. So before the, before the end of the year, 
We are going to get Brody to throw up on one of these. Please don't. I'm not going to tell him which episode. I'm not going to do it every episode, bro. But one of these episodes before the end of the year, we're going to get you to throw up. We're going to do it for the people, Brody. The, it's what it's what all the moms out there want. They want on, to see you throw up. Honestly, the, the combination of that picture along with the idea of all the hair that's in the shower is really... <laughs> Don't, you're going to make yourself throw up. Don't really, talk about it's it. It's a really bad combination. It's a bad combination because I really we're don't... Get, we're, we'll get I, you, bro. I really don't like that picture. It's a really bad picture. I hate when you put it up. It's it's so it's just the way that it's drawn. Both of them are gross. It looks I I can't I can't get it. you bring it up and I'm just like oh god that picture is so bad. Right, and we'll, then we'll put this, we'll put this one up and And then you've added the the shower hair on top of that. Yeah, there you go. There's just this there's, is a better one. Beard, right? It's a lot of beard. It's a lot of beard. It's a beautiful beard, Brody. Um, all right. Well, anything you want to say to the peeps, uh, check out our website. Make sure you you know click on some future videos if you'd like to see some more of this zaniness. Uh, let me let us know below if you think I look better with thicker eyebrows like this. Maybe a little beard action, a little. Uh, you look like Tom Cruise. Likes these too. You look like Tom Cruise. I don't think that's like the, these are like Eugene Levy eyebrows. I'm not sure what. No, it looks Tom like Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yep. No, they look like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise eyebrows. All right. I'm darken them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. There you go. Now, now you get you thank get you. a little like Tony Stark, like comic books Tony Stark in there. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of Brody and myself, I want to say thank you for watching. It means a lot to us. Like, comment, and subscribe. Click that notification bell for future videos. Just in See case I push time. publish too early and the video comes out earlier than 12 o'clock on a Wednesday, you want to have that notification bell so that you'll be notified on Monday night like last week. Yes. Yes. Excellent. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to see something? Want, let's end it with something really gross. Ready? Oh, gosh. Hogan. Hogan. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm turning it off. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Oh, boy.